And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, I have a question for you. <clears throat> and and this question is going to require you to go back in time. I, I want to talk to kid Doc Manson. I'm, uh, I'm not sure that going back in time is possible, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Well, don't get me started on that, because I've always wanted to ask you about time travel, being the scientist and back to the future fan that you are. But let me let me get to my actual question before we debate whether or not time travel is possible. I believe the answer is it's not. Correct? Well, I mean, I won't go off and say that it's impossible, but uh at least we have no idea how to do it at this point in time. All right. So my my question to you to to childhood Doc Manson did you bring lunch from home to school or did you get lunch at school or both? Do you want me to channel my inner child to answer this question or I, if, if you have a voice for the inner doc Manson, feel free to bring it out. But I'm, I'm just more, I just need the memory <clears throat> more than the actual voice itself, but I'll leave that up to your creative input. I see. Um, in which case, no voice, because, you know, nothing quite like teasing something uh, on a podcast and <laughs> not delivering. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, some days I bought my lunch, but for the most part, I was bringing a brown paper bag with my lunch in it, and I would uh, eat that during lunch period at school. Okay, good, because now I can go multiple directions with this. When it was hot lunch, what was the lunch of choice that most appealed to you? When you got to school, and maybe you found out in the morning, maybe you found out when you got there, but when it was pizza day or hot dog day or whatever, like what what school lunch did you enjoy the most? It's funny that you say that, because I'm sure that I did buy hot lunch from time to time, but... I don't have any like real memories of it. I don't have any like striking memories of, oh, this was my absolute favorite. Like certainly I have I can think of something like from the 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 dining halls from college. Like I I I know what my favorites were there. Yes. But going back to grade school, I mean, I think it's one point they probably had like the only thing I can think of is like these French bread style pizzas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those I probably had from time to time, and I thought those were great. But that's really the only thing I can specifically remember. Like I wasn't going crazy for hot dogs or or grilled cheese or sure or, or chicken nuggets. I, I don't think so. One thing I can really remember is that pizza. So I guess I'll go with that. It's like you know, okay, it's like a rounded rectangle of pizza. <laughs> yep. Here's what brought it up today at school, the day before Thanksgiving. They had a Thanksgiving feast. So it was a baked chicken filet. So it's like a piece of, I don't know how they manage it, but it is this breaded chicken that they then bake like a chicken tender, but bigger. 
and they had mashed potatoes and gravy and cranberry sauce and like they they did a little mock Thanksgiving dinner, which I thought was funny the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You wouldn't think that students, kids would want to eat the same thing twice in a row. Although I but, guess breaded chicken breast is different than turkey, so Yeah. <clears throat> so I've had that on my mind all day because I didn't eat. It was a half day, so I just ate when I got home. But it was one of those things that I was like I've had school lunches on the brain. So I I remember in when I was a kid, at one point, Papa Gino's brought pizza to school mm. like one Thursday a month. And that was the greatest day. Did you order like an entire tr- pepperoni just for you? No, this was this was in elementary school when you just went in and you got the lunch that was given to you in middle school when it began becoming a la carte. I was in debt most of the time. I mean, I remember in high school, um, the cafeteria would be open in the mornings. And like if you had study hall, typically you had study hall in the cafeteria. So like you could go in and out of the 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 food line. Obviously, they weren't serving lunch yet, but they would serve just uh, what was it? it was just like a plain bagel with ham and cheese that they would throw in the oven. And that oh, was only oh. like a buck, a uh, buck 50 or something. Oh. And that was freaking awesome. I ate those like every day of high school. They were so good. I was going to say that's. Oh, yeah. Eggs are not my thing is probably as well known. on There was show, no egg. Ham and Actually, cheese though, on, this was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But ham and cheese on a bagel. I'll eat that all day yeah. long. Yeah, that's very. It's, that's one of the most things. What, it's probably one of the things I look most favorably upon in terms of, you know. <laughs> high school <laughs> now let me ask you this question before i go back to the bagged lunches thing um i've been in in your neck of the woods because i live relatively close to your hometown um has it always been this like educational area like there's a single road and aren't all of your schools on that single road um no at least it might be now, but back back in the day, I went. To, that was my question. I went to like um, kindergarten through second grade in a school that was down more towards the center of town, um, sort of like on the way to the farm where we did the haunted hayride. There's sure. a school down there. That's where I did kindergarten through second grade. Third grade was in a separate school that was in the center of town. Um, you pass by it again as you're going in and out of town on the main drag. Um, literally just a third grade school. Literally just third grade. Yes. Yeah, I know. Weird. Okay. And then after that, we would go to um, the middle school, and that would be go from fourth till eighth grade, and that was okay. now and down where you're talking with a single road. Yeah. And of course, the high school is back there as well. I think since then, one of those buildings has since become uh, the lower grades, elementary and so forth. But yeah, that didn't used to be there. That used to just be the old high school. Um, And when I was in high school, we were already in the new high school, but the old high school just was not used at that time. Just an empty building. It was just an empty empty building at that time. Okay. Yeah, because I go to your library in that town sometimes if there's a book. Oh, just stealing our books, huh? 
You have a library card that works whatever town you work at. So if there's a book that Mrs. Matthews wants that isn't in our town library, I will occasionally venture either to uh, the town on one side of us or occasionally to your neck of the woods. And it's always I always appreciate it. You know, it's a nice area. It looks like some nice schools. My but prior area. Yes, not your current. No, area. not my current. Yeah, I've never been to your current library. No, well, you're not missing much. They keep okay. trying to pass um, a renovation budget for the 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 library in town, and it keeps failing. And it keeps failing because there's a lot of people here who don't read. Um, not that they don't. I think probably they can't. So, yeah, wow. yeah. Well, no, but seriously, you start seeing like you start seeing some of the comments because like I, I I am very inactive on most social media at this point, but I, I do occasionally pop into Facebook because there's a few different, you know, town community pages that I'm a part of, and it's useful for finding contractors that are, you know, reputable and fair priced and so on and so forth. Sure. But, uh, you know, also people like to make their political posts in there and just listening to the vitriol that got spewed about this library project and people being like, there's already libraries in each of the schools in town. Why would children need more libraries? And it's like, you do realize the library that we're talking about is just for the community. Like anyone can go there. It's like, but seriously, it's like these people are like, well, I'm not in school anymore. So I have no reason to read. What would I need a library for? Like, it's just that mentality that I don't know. I find very disheartening in some way. I, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Like I can understand, as a purely financial motivation, you don't want your taxes to go up to pay for a library. That's fine, but um, I don't know. When you just start talking about things like that, where I don't see what the problem is. There's already perfectly good libraries in the high school. It's like I'm, I'm not gonna go to the library in the high school. I think they would frown yeah. upon me going, <laughs> parking in the parking lot, walking through the doors. I'm just trying to get a book. Damn it. I'm not going to check in at the main office and just going straight to the library. I think I'd get a few looks, probably some cops yeah. call. Heck, they probably have a security guard at the door that I wouldn't even get past. So, again, I just what are these people thinking when mm-hmm. they're talking about the well, community it, it, library? It sounds, way? it sounds like they don't want to say, I don't want my taxes to go up because so instead they're saying I would rather, you know. I don't need to put my money for this because there's already perfectly good libraries. That's ridiculous. All right. So let's get to the brown bag. What was usually for lunch? A sandwich? Do you have Lunchables? Um, yes, to both. And uh, so it's funny that you should bring up the past like this because a few weekends ago, um, my parents finally decided they were going to clean out the house, clean out my old room and all that. So I still had a bunch of junk there, really, um, you know, just stuff, as well as, you know, a bunch of paperwork and things, just all sorts of things from my childhood that they'd boxed sure. up. So they, they, they came by, they dumped that all off a few weeks ago at our place, and I since discovered that we have some sort of rodent living in the garage, which is where all these boxes were. I, I think... I actually think they probably brought the rodent with them because I oh. know that they've had issues in their shed where a lot of this stuff was. So thanks, That's mom and nice dad. Thanks for the That's uh, a nice gift. rodent problem. But after that, I, I uh, this last weekend, after I realized that I took all the boxes, I looked through them as I was bringing them inside to make sure 
there were no stowaways. And then I piled them up in the living room and I've been slowly going through them. Anyways, uh, so I've been forgetting, coming across all sorts of stuff from years past. Um, in one of these boxes, you know, I found stuff from, from elementary school, from earlier, like diaries and things that I must have written as part of a class. Um, okay. At some point, I'll dig those out because we can read some of those on the show. I'm sure it'd be hilarious. Um, <clears throat> that would be amazing. Wouldn't it? Um, but yeah. So anyways, long story short, the reason why I'm talking about this is I pulled out of one of those boxes because I had these for years. I think my mom. I'm really must hoping have... you're about to say you pulled out a Lunchables from 1989. No, no but and it's still there. I pulled out a brown lunch bag because I think my mom had gotten a ton of these at a dollar store or something as a kid i sure. was a giant fan of garfield um jim davis garfield and so this brown bag just has this you know bright orange garfield on the side of it i think it's, it's like feed me is what it says or something i had this type of brown lunch bag every day for a year or more maybe longer anyways i pulled one out of the box and i found it and i just it brought back all sorts of nostalgic memories so it's funny that you should now be be asking me about brown bag lunches here. Well, what is it about Garfield? I just liked Garfield. Um, okay. Something about the book fair, man. That was what I was always looking forward to to getting, uh, having it come in. Like my diary, the, Gar- the comic strip, omnibuses or whatever. Yeah, the called. treasuries, but also the individual yes. books. Like, oh yeah, sh- I, again, I was I was leafing through some of those diaries, and a lot of them are. Garfield's 23rd book is coming in the book fair order, and I am so excited. I cannot wait to see more Garfield because Garfield is so funny. Like, it's all sorts of good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, man, I can't yeah. wait. Um, um, <clears throat> so it's funny you bring that up because uh, a tradition in our school, and I'm sure in every school across you know the country, is we watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. And so we're watching Isn't that it a little we, secular. What do you mean? Well, I don't actually remember the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving very well, but I know that the Christmas special has a whole bunch of stuff in there about Jesus. So we don't watch. The I'm Christmas just assuming special. that Linus gets nope. his Christianity all up in the <clears throat> Thanksgiving special as well. No, he's too, he's too into the history of it. Miles Standish okay. and Samuel Bradford. All right, so maybe not. Maybe it's appropriate for a modern school mm-hmm. system. And and we have popcorn and juice boxes and usually cranberry bread, which doesn't apply to the movie. It applies to a book we read. Um, and we're sitting there, and I'm, the kids are cracking up as Snoopy is fighting with one of the lawn chairs that has come to life. And one of the other teachers is like, I don't – why do they like this so much? And I'm like, I don't think they watch these kind of cartoons. And there was a a freshman in college who is a relative of one of the teachers. And so I looked over and said, have you ever watched a Bugs Bunny cartoon? And she gave me this look. And I'm like, how about like Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner? No. And she's like, no. And I'm like, you're 18, maybe 19. And you don't know what I'm talking about. And so watching some of this old stuff, I, I don't know what kids are watching now, whether it's Pokemon or all of this stuff, but it's not. The same kind of humor. No, it's that not. You and I. Um, so yeah, grew up with. They're maybe they're being exposed to this kind of slapstick antics for the first time. They find it hilarious. Um, but you know, I mean, there's probably a good reason why Looney Tunes isn't on television anymore. 
I don't know. I want to find the one where it's like center field, Bugs Bunny, right field, Bugs Bunny, first base, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I don't even remember a lot about that. I'm just like, that was something that just was on TV. And when there was nothing else on TV, that was what you watched or it was a Saturday. But it's also why you're so incredibly racist, because there's all sorts of like embedded stereotypes throughout all of those. That, I mean, that really is why Looney Tunes is no longer in syndication, because there's a great deal of politically incorrect humor throughout all of it that is not acceptable to a modern audience. It's sad, Perhaps but so. that's why. All right. Fair enough. I'm serious. Look it up. Uh, I, I don't doubt that it's true. I'm just saying. Like, Do you remember the, the, the crows, the black crow characters? Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the delivery uh, pizza looks like? Gluten-free pizza. Thank you. How is it? Hmm? How is the gluten-free uh, pizza? Extremely hot, so I'm not going to put it in my mouth for at least a few more minutes. This is me practicing restraint. <laughs> um, so, in that Garfield lunch bag, let's get back oh, to yeah. the topic. In the Garfield lunch bag, what you know, I'm assuming Mama Manson made most of these lunches, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I would say the majority of the time she made me a sandwich, whether that was something very simple like a peanut butter and jelly. I would say peanut butter and jelly was what I ate most days. Sure. Um, certainly as I got older, I actually you know, upgraded to lunch meats, but I, I would suspect that. I would suspect the reason why I ate so much peanut butter and jelly as a kid was because it was probably the only thing I liked, you know, because kids tend to be particular in that way. Mm -hmm. But she would also, you know, from time to time, she'd pack me a tuna fish sandwich, um, which I got to say, you know, nobody makes tuna fish like my mom, tuna fish salad. Like, I can't make it as good as I go home and I, I get some of that tuna salad. I slather it on. Well, not anymore, but slather on some slices of bread. And like, there's just something about the way that she mixes it up, what she puts in there. I don't know what it is, but I can't, I cannot replicate it at home. That mother's love. You could, you could ask her. Yeah, but she doesn't. mm. What is it? Like chopped up pickles? Is that what I think it's just honestly paprika? I suspect it's just mayonnaise, chopped up onions, and chopped up celery. But the proportions, man, the proportions. And she doesn't actually have recipes or proportions. She's just eyeballing it. So, I, you know, she, but. To be fair, the best food that I've eaten comes from people who just eyeball it. Exactly. Like somebody who's going to painstakingly measure out, okay, I need half an onion or I need, you know, a third the of a cup of this or that. people eyeballing it are, you know, they're eyeballing it. They're doing it by taste, whatever. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I was a, a, a hot lunch kid most of the time. Like my dad would occasionally, you know, I remember getting a lot of like bologna and cheese sandwiches cut in fourths, but like X wise. So you, the bologna kind of flops out of the corner of the sandwich. I remember getting a lot of sliced cucumbers and he would say, oh, I packed you chips and they would be cucumber chips. And I'd be like, you lying bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Outside of the sandwiches, I mean, I pretty much always had a couple of cookies, you know, whatever that was, whether it was Chips Ahoy or Oreos. Mm-hmm. Um, I would typically have some sort of, I don't know if I what they're called, maybe like snack packs or something, you know, those 
little crackers with like the cheese goop oh, at sure. the other end. Um, Dunkaroos, which isn't what they're called, but I am remembering the little cookies that you would dip in the frosting. They were called. Dunkaroos. Yes, she would never get me the Dunkaroos. For some <laughs> reason, the crackers with the cheese were healthy choices, but the Dunkaroos was just sugar somehow. See that that cheese to me. I've always been dubious about cheese that's not that that's that's kind of my issue with like nachos that have the cheese whiz or cheese sauce sort of thing i'm like that's not cheese cheese doesn't behave that way in nature it's so good you raised uh all right i don't again i i had school lunches on the brain today and so i figured that would make for as we've now established 20 minutes of conversation what do you bring for lunch these days um not too dissimilar i guess I have a sandwich, typically some sort of sandwich meat on there. Um, I bring something salty or savory, like some chips or some pretzels. Mm -hmm. I bring something sweet, a couple cookies. Um, I bring a piece of fruit, um, apple or uh, Asian pear, perhaps, you know. Uh, Exotic. Well, I don't know. I, I, I like regular pears as well, but I just don't have the patience for them because apples and, you know, Asian pears, you buy ripe. They're ready to eat and they stay in the fridge and they're good to sure. go. Pears, it's like this delicate balance. It's like an avocado where not ripe enough, not ripe enough, not ripe enough, ripe, uh, spoiled. You know what I mean? Like you only have it like <laughs> there's that window and I never seem yeah. to get it right. So I, I just I yeah. give up. Um, I'm a big berry fan, except inevitably I buy a pint of berries and in the 90 second drive from the grocery store to my house, one gets mold on it. (laughs) And I am not the type of person, if I find one moldy berry, I'll throw that berry away as opposed to other people I might live with who would throw the whole pint away. Yeah, that's a little excessive. I would just. I just I try to check and, you know, see, but. I, I've been trying to do salads. We usually make we we tend to crock pot it on Sundays, so we either make some sort of pulled chicken or pulled pork that I throw in with a salad or some sort of soup dish or something that we're. So I have a lot of Pyrex containers that are in my classroom because I'm too lazy to put them back in my lunchbox and bring them home. And then my wife's like, "Where's the Pyrex?" I'm like, "I have no idea." <laughs> Do you? Here's my little. Sn- I know the answer to this is no, but do you rinse <laughs> your Pyrex at work, or are they all just stacked up growing stuff? Truth be told, I actually do rinse. Thank them. God. Truth be told, I do rinse. All right, good. I'm glad. Um, I'm proud of you. There have been, I am proud of you. There was, there was a time, and this was just last year. I have a little mini fridge in my classroom, and I happened to accidentally leave a Pyrex that had like some sort of soup or chili or something in it and saying, and I had unplugged the fridge, but forgot to look in the fridge. And thankfully the custodians found it. When was this? Like, were you going on break or something or when I left for the summer? (laughs) So I, so it's, it's the summer and I'm in there to start setting up. And one of the custodians is like, so you have some chili in the fridge in the teacher's lounge. And thankfully, it was it looked surprisingly fine, but that whole thing just went in the trash. It was just Pyrex and all. Just nope. Well, I'm <laughs> I will buy more. Pyrex. I'm again proud to hear that. For a moment, I thought you were going to say it looked fine, so that was lunch that day. 
and it tasted better. Yeah. No, no. There are certain there are certain things that I will good, do, good. that I won't do when it comes to food. But Pyrex, I mean, you probably could have just washed that. Probably. Like it's just glass. Yeah, I understand. You could definitely just wash that. It was more the I I didn't open it. I looked through the clear glass and saw that it still looked like chili, but I was not willing to open it up and smell it. All right. Hey, we all have our uh, we all have our quirks. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question about lunch or these types of food. Uh, imagine, if you will, I could wave a magic wand and say, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. For the next hour, all of your food bugaboos are gone. Make yourself, a, you're going to make a sandwich. Whatever kind of sandwich you want, your ultimate sandwich. And there's no worry about allergies. There's no worry about intestinal turmoil after it. Eat whatever bread you want, whatever you want on it, condiments, vegetables, what have you. I just want to know, in the mind of Doc Manson, what is a perfect sandwich? That is an impossible question to answer. Um, but, but the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of sandwiches to love. I think it would depend on I can't pick a perfect sandwich because it depends on the mood, right? Um like right now, you're asking me this right now, and I would say a sandwich I would choose right now is probably pastrami on a flat grill. I knew it. I warmed up. As soon as you said it depends on mood, I'm like he's going to come at me with a pastrami which was not what I was going for, but all right, keep going. Pastrami on a flat grill. I would put some uh, provolone or Swiss cheese on there. I'm not sure which. Whatever happened to be on hand, whatever was maybe a little sharper, uh, I would, you know, put that onto a piece, couple pieces of of buttered rye bread that I also sort of toasted up, grilled cheese style. I would slap that on there with the meat and the cheese. I would put some mustard on there. I would cut up some pickles. Um, you know, maybe like uh, full sour pickles on there, and uh, yeah, I would chow down on that. But, but just as easily, I could see myself having an American cold cut sandwich with ham and Genoa salami and uh, cooked salami and American cheese and lettuce and tomato and pickles and all sorts. Isn't that a Italian? No, sandwich? Italian would instead of ham would have pepperoni. Okay. What's the one that looks like ham, but is kind of reddish and spicy? Capicola. Is that Capicola? Yeah. Oh, that's I good. like Capicola a I lot. Like that. that would be mine. I would go for an Italian style, oil and vinegar, ham, salami, Capicola. But hey, there are some days when I think my perfect sandwich would be a hot dog. Throw it on a bun, put a ketchup and mustard on there. Again, cut up some pickles lengthwise, stick them in the bun. Oh. Delicious. Where do you fall on that? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. yeah. I think anything that's between <clears throat> anything that's on a roll or a piece of bread is a sandwich. If you take some spaghetti and put it in between two slices of bread, that is technically a sandwich. Hey, it does like a, I think I, yeah, I think a burger. I agree. I think a burger is absolutely one hundred percent. 
So I don't know. People, I, there's people all over Twitter fighting with Bill Koff about, you know, mustard on pizza and all of that. And I'm like, we need to just stop policing each other's food. Eat what you want. Leave me You need alone. to come down to philosophy. pizza and get yourself one of those cheeseburg pizzas that's got ketchup and mustard and, and, and hamburg and pickles. Delicious. And bacon. Oh, it's so good. And I have to come Delicious. back and edit got- out the name of that pizza place, but <laughs> it's going to be great. I think, it- I, I think it's fine. Like, it's right off the highway. You see signs for it. I think it's fine. No, it's, it's coming out. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, all right. Uh, we would be remiss on DDT podcast if we didn't talk at least a little wrestling. Um, did you survive the the weekend with no NXT takeover and no Survivor Series? I did. And, uh, you know, the most interesting part out of everything, the part that I think I'm most sad to have missed was uh, Enzo interrupting the show and being ejected from the arena. Like, that's the one th- interesting bit that came out of the weekend. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet and it was it was like a profile thing and it was the the hood and the wig and he's like Enzo is in disguise in the crowd and I went oh dear god and so I spent a good 10 minutes cuz I could I it was right by lime green shirt yes guy. he was right he's behind him was in the front row and so I'm scanning and all of a sudden I'm like oh my god that is him and then all of a sudden I think it's right around the tag team title match he, the shirts, you know, he's got the blue shirt on, the hair's down, and he gets tackled by the same person who was going after Gronkowski at WrestleMania. So it was, it was a crazy bit of time. I don't know what his goal was, if he thought he was going to be able to wait till the Cruiserweight title match, or if WWE was going to suddenly let him just get up and do shtick for 10 minutes. But thanks for paying for your ticket there, Enzo. Uh, hey, he got publicity out of it. That's what is his goal. He had a new rap album. I suppose that's true. Rap album dropping. He needed the publicity, and he got it. I suppose that's true. Any publicity is good publicity is the is the phrase. Uh, it was a good weekend. I thought uh, TakeOver was good. Not as good as everyone else thought it was, but that's, that's okay. And I thought Survivor Series was good. Our good friend GQ uh, tells me that NXT TakeOver appears on Hulu, but I have not been able well, to see it. I had... It, I don't see it there. I have yet to to hear anything of that sort that it's actually appeared on there. But I don't have. We were using a, a relative's Hulu account, and I think they decided to cancel it. And so, yeah, they have the weekly not. episodes. But even like going back in time, I haven't seen any previous takeovers in the listings there. I was wondering maybe if they listed it separately. I texted GQ. He assured me that it's on there, but I can't find it. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just watching it on YouTube and getting confused. Well, I haven't seen it on YouTube either, but again, if you're if you're interested in watching it, I can I can let you have the, uh, the account which is there there were parts of it again. There were parts of the show that were very good. The uh Gargano versus Black match, good. Champa versus Velveteen Dream, good. Problems with those matches, same problems we've been talking about for months. Could have been six, seven minutes shorter, and it would have been excellent. Yeah. But they they dragged on. War Games had some fun spots. Um, like I said, Survivor Series had some good matches. Watching Charlotte beat the heck out of Ronda Rousey was entertaining. I guess. Um, 
I just, I just, you know, and again, I'm only looking at this from the sidelines, but I just get this, this feeling that WWE was like, oh man, Becky's doing so good with this thing over here. Let's just give all of her lines to Charlotte instead, since Becky's out for a little bit. I, I just, I, I just sort of see like they're trying to copy the success of that character right now with Charlotte, and I'm just somehow not surprised I uh, buy that at all, you know? It definitely seemed like that was how Becky Ronda was going to end. And they were like, well, we could probably make it work without changing anything, so Charlotte do the same exact thing. Um, you know, I, it was disappointing. I tried to be the Pope of Positivity. It was disappointing this week on WWE television because... Obviously, these were placeholder shows because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, so, you know, there wasn't a lot of things told. Charlotte came out and cut a promo that was good. I'm still not really sure what the motivation was and why she suddenly could. Because she's a heel, but she's also wrestling both the Iconics. And that doesn't seem like a very heelish thing to do. So it, it it seems like they're trying to, I think you're right. They're trying to give Charlotte the same shine that Becky got organically, and it's just not working as well as Becky's did. So uh but. I I know there was a little con little bit of controversy about the match, but I, I didn't actually see it. I didn't read about it. What did you think about Lesnar and Daniel Bryan? I love what Daniel Bryan's doing. The character is entertaining. Like to be a guy that small, much smaller than Brock Lesnar and to literally be poking the bear. Like as he's trying to get in the ring, you're trying to kick him and do all of those sorts of things. And you're mocking the, the, the warm up shuffle and whatever. Um, I thought it was good. I thought, you know, there were the first five minutes of it were exactly what you would expect. A lot of suplexes. Daniel Bryan came back at no point, but I see I watched it the morning after, so I had kind of already heard about what happened, but at no point did I think, oh, Daniel Bryan's going to win, but he looked a whole lot better than I expected him to. He, he, he was hanging with Brock pretty well, so I thought it was good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm interested to see where this goes for Daniel Bryan. You know, he's going to wrestle Styles at TLC. But I don't know where we go from here. So that's kind of what I was hoping to see on SmackDown this week was some storyline development. But he came out and explained his actions, kind of. He cut a very good promo that was passionate. But again, I don't know what he said. Yeah. And then I also heard that barring some sort of mix up with the pre-show, um, Bra had a clean sweep of Survivor Series. They and did. then I also heard they they that that really was not addressed on SmackDown, despite them saying it was going to be. No, Shane tweeted that things would have to change and then came out and formed an odd couple tag team with The Miz, who then lost to a job. Does it seem like, and the answer is yes, does it seem like SmackDown has just jumped the shark completely at this point? Yes. I am giving them this week. And again, I, I, said, I tweeted this out earlier. Part of being positive is you have to tell yourself a story to make yourself feel better. I could have been complaining that SmackDown was a total waste of time. 
and that the Shane McMahon thing just didn't go anywhere at all. And I'm telling myself, it's Thanksgiving week. They put on a show that involved someone getting hit with a turkey, literally shoving your fist in a turkey and then punching someone with it. Um, I'm going to hope that next week on SmackDown... Do you think that turkey was warm or cold? Cold. Mm. Yeah, I think that was a cold roasted turkey punch to the face. If I had to stick my hand in that turkey, I would have requested that it be warmed. Really? I think so. I think a real cold you, turkey would be it would be very off-putting to have that enveloping your hand. I I feel the same way about a warm turkey. I'd I think I'd rather have it be kind of a cold I don't know, having your hand inside something warm. Huh. All right then. <laughs> Well, I think we just learned something about each yeah, other. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. Wrestling's good. Braun Strowman's potentially out, which is a problem because now you've got Strowman and Reigns and Owens and Sami Zayn all on the shelf. So besides Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, I'm not really sure what Raw's major storyline is. But regardless. Yeah. Um, but yes, again, it was a good weekend of wrestling. I was happy. I am also happy to see that we have some emails. So podcast at com is where you can get those emails. And it is a day early, fr- but it is a day early. So we still have five of them, though. And the first one comes from uh, Mags and Bags, the podcast aficionado himself. The subject line is Turd Duckin. Hello, DC and Doc. Whilst listening to the last episode, you mentioned a turducken, which we call a three-bird three roast in my part of the world. I thought you may be interested in a bird roast that a butcher local to me sells. It's actually an eight-bird roast. It consists of turkey, duck, pheasant, chicken, pigeon, partridge, guinea fowl, and grouse? It's mm-hmm. quite expensive at almost 200 pounds, but is an amazing culinary experience, especially at Christmas time. Hope you have a thankful Thanksgiving. Regards, Darren, a.k.a. Mags, sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. I'm just figuring something out right now because Are you trying to figure out the conversion I... rate for 200 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow, two hundred and fifty-five dollars. Yeah. yeah. Now let's see. Uh, have you? Well, yes, you've had turkey. Yes. Have you had duck? Yes. Have you had pheasant? I don't believe so. Have you had pigeon? Yes, I think so. I believe I have as well. Partridge? I don't think so. Guinea fowl? No. And I'm gonna guess no. I don't even know what grouse is. Another type of wild bird, Clearly. I believe. Um, Where does a goose fall into these things? Like, a goose would be larger than a turkey? I would think so. Is a pheasant larger than a duck? Like, is I'm, this is I'm this written in the order? I'm assuming he's going in order. I don't know. I feel like a partridge no, is bigger than a pigeon. No. No, it's not. What am I saying? Well, and, and I'm now looking, because, of course, you, you know, 
you Google is a wonderful thing. Uh, here's a video for a 10 bird roast. Here's a video supposedly for a 15 bird roast. I've been so, trying to convince clearly, uh, Mrs. Manson that for the last few years that we should cook a Christmas goose um, just just for the sake of doing it. You'd have to dress in period clothing. <laughs> I don't even know how one would say, cook God a goose. How would one dress a and, goose? And say, God, I'm assuming like you would dress any other type of bird. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is I want to eat it. I want, um, after taking my kids through a website that kind of went through the first Thanksgiving, one of these years, I want to do a traditional Thanksgiving, which does not have turkey. It's duck, venison, and seafood. Mm. And I'm like, that's a meal that I think people could Do you get like behind. venison? I do. Mm. I don't know. I haven't had it too often. And I remember it being somewhat gamey when I had it, so... Yep. Uh, I don't the, know. Uh, there were there were people who lived across the street, and then they moved just down the street. Um, but they were they had bought. I think I don't think they hunted it, but they had venison steaks. Mm. And I would go over there. This was probably in middle school, and we would cook. Then we they didn't know we were taking them, but we would take venison steaks out of their <laughs> chest freezer, and and but like I'm talking like between two. Two of us, there would be like five steaks that we would just cook up in a pan, and it was just amazing. A little A1 Did they move down the venison. street because they murdered their own child when they discovered <laughs> the missing steaks and were trying to no. evade the police? No. GTA style? No. no, I don't believe so. This was this was at the new house. Oh, it wow. Was, it was delicious. Right. It was so good. Uh, but yeah, that's very interesting. I never would have considered it, but that's actually... That's cool. Uh, it just makes me want to try new things, DC. I'm, I'm all for trying. I'm going to be watching those videos on how exactly they do that. Our next email comes from Danielle. Subject line, holidays are here again. I'll read this one. Hello. Hello. Happy, th happy Thanksgiving to you both and to your families. Oh. I will have to side with DC's Thanksgiving draft from last week. Because I have a preference over sides than the main I mean, meal. that's okay. You're both wrong, but you're allowed to both be wrong. That's no problem with didn't, me. Didn't know if you guys knew this, but there's been a turkey recall due to a salmonella outbreak. Hmm. On the other hand, properly cooking the turkey will kill off most of the bacteria, so you could still buy a turkey. While I will not be visiting family during the Thanksgiving break, I will be hosting a Friendsgiving slash Thanksgiving party at my apartment cool. to officially kick off the holiday celebrations and to also have a mini celebration that I'll be staying at my apartment complex for another year. Cool. I'm quite happy to not have to worry about moving this year. The plan is to prepare dinner for eight people. Luckily, I will have a few friends to help with food and drinks. Doc Manson, why have you never invited us over for Friendsgiving? Well, one, um, I don't think we could seat eight people. Two, I don't think I know eight people. I never said it had to be eight people. I'm just saying two people. My wife and I will come over. Well, when is Friendsgiving? Because I, I, I if it's you, on I Thanksgiving, it. then we we tend to no. be otherwise occupied. Well, and that's it. I think the idea is Friendsgiving is what you have if like you've moved to L.A. and you don't have the money to fly home, so you have Thanksgiving with your friends there. Isn't that still Thanksgiving though? Because like I don't see I, Thanksgiving as necessarily involving family. It's just I the suppose. day you eat turkey. I don't know. 
I have a calendar downstairs, and tomorrow is labeled as Turkey Murder Day. Was it on that calendar before? Did you? No, write it that? came printed that way. Um, it's a PETA calendar. Why do you have? A because PETA it calendar? was free. Okay, and, That's and, all and the it was free. And every month, Mrs. Manson is very fond of of the pictures of very cute animals. Uh, Turkey Murder yeah. Day. Oh, PETA. yeah, yeah. Um, first question. Any ideas for non-alcoholic holiday beverages? I'm con- I've considered making eggnog for the first time, as well as making an alcoholic one and a non-alcoholic. Uh, let me just stop you right there, uh, Danielle. You can you can forget about the alcoholic one. Alcoholic eggnog sucks. I've never found one that I liked. I just I just I don't know. But non-alcoholic eggnog all day long. I'll just I'll just chug it down. Mmm. Creamy white goodness. Put it in my mouth, DC. So now that we've broken the seal and we've discussed Marvel superhero uh-huh. sex, does that mean that just this is all this is going to be I, now? I'm talking about eggnog, you perv. Uh, and on top of that, <laughs> may I say, I already have a carton of eggnog in the fridge downstairs, which is half empty. I got started early this year. I thought you couldn't drink eggnog. I can't. Anymore. <laughs> Yet you do it yeah. anyways. Some things are worth Agreed. the pain. Um, outside of that, uh, I always enjoy the punch with like Sprite and Sherbert. Yeah. It's it's fe- hey, It's festive. My mom, it's fun. Um, this is an idea maybe for you someday. I don't know. You know, sometimes before meals, I don't know if your family ever did this, but you might serve like a little fruit cup. Uh, it's like a little appetizer before the proper sure. meal. Sure. Uh, she used to put just just a scoop of sherbet into the fruit cup, and you know it gets a little melty and dissolving. You've got the fruit and all the sherbety liquidy goodness all mixed up together. I, I gotta say, I haven't seen her probably since your wedding, and and I only saw her a handful of times. But I always felt this deep connection to your your mom. It, is your mom Italian? She oh, yeah. has to be, right? Yes. I was going to say that was it. I'm like, I'm just I'm like, I can feel the Italian mother <laughs> like here, come over and we'll just have a light snack of four courses and you'll go <laughs> home. Manja, manja, manja. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, your mom's great. Um, but yeah, that would be my my advice for a non-alcoholic one. On Sunday, I visited a young couple that had very interesting shopping choices and lists for Black Friday. Hmm. While I've hardly done any shopping on Black Friday, I do prefer to go shopping on Small Business Saturday. This interesting couple wants to buy a 70-inch TV from Best Buy for Don't their do new it. apartment. Too small. Go big <laughs> or go home. The, apart- the apartment or the TV? TV? I was at Best Buy just the other day, like a few days ago, over the weekend, which is new. It's, I haven't actually been in a Best Buy before that in probably years. Two years minimum. Were you were you waiting for the dog to get a haircut? Is that that's usually why you're in like that? We have to take that out too. (laughs) (laughs) It might be why, but I'm not sure. It might have been we were just out doing random shopping, but um, but yeah, um, I was in there and I saw like a 87 inch television, and Mrs. Manson was next to it, and she was just like, "It's taller than I am." And I was like, it's so beautiful. 
At what point are you just going to project onto a wall? I don't know. Projectors, you lose luminance, like luminescence, you lose quality, you lose detail. Like I like the idea of a projector, except I don't think they're they're good enough picture quality uh, for me, to be honest. All right. Yeah. And actually this this uh well let's let's finish her email first. Let's finish Daniel's email first. Okay. This couple I'm referring to already has a 40 inch. Too small. They are just complaining about not having smart TV capabilities. Definitely first world problems. Which brings me to my second question, and I like that she put her questions in italics. Have you ever made any decisions during your twenties that were probably not the smartest decision or investment? There's a difference between did I did I make any decisions in my twenties that weren't the smartest decisions? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the investment ones are a little harder. I I took out far more loans than I needed to for my graduate year, so that I wouldn't have to like work, and then that resulted in me having more student loans, which was never good. But that also meant that I didn't wasn't desperate to find a job afterwards because right. I still had some money left over. So when I didn't get hired immediately after graduating, it wasn't that big of a mm-hmm. deal. I would say, I yeah, I don't know. I, I was very lucky. I, I didn't I didn't have a lot of those types of uh, problems. Um, but yeah, I definitely spent way too much money on things. Like, uh, you know, DVDs and movies and music CDs and things like that. The world's largest television. It wasn't even that ever. big, but yeah. Oh, my God. I could have it lived was a 40 in 40-inch screen. It didn't matter. It was the fact that it was 40 inches in every direction. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we're talking about a, a rear projection television. Um, so it was very big, very bulky, probably 200 pounds. And yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It took up half it our living awesome. room. It was awesome. Don't you give me any flack. Oh, it was great. It made playing the comeback anytime X-Men video game awesome because <laughs> the characters were life size. Awesome. But uh, it was good. Yeah, I, I, I had issues with impulse buys. Yeah, which, I have know, again, I have a basement of world, full of but... DVDs sitting in boxes that I haven't even unpacked. And I didn't just not unpack them when I moved to the house. They were in boxes, I think, even back when I was in the condos, like I lived there for six years before that. Like I didn't, yeah. you don't need that crap. Yeah. I had a, a typewritten list of the movies because I, that was one of my ways to attract friends and ideally females was to have a movie. How'd that work out for you? Just, I've had worse ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, of VHS tapes, I bought at Blockbuster Video for like $2. So like, hey, I have Face Off starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Come on over. Yeah, Face Off. That one really gets the goyles. Still on my list of like top 10 movies. I never liked Face Off, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So good. That and Get Shorty. All right. Her email continues. One of my favorite holiday traditions is to mail out holiday cards. Would you guys be open to being mailed a holiday card from me? I plan on sending the cards or a postcard to one address. I'm not a criminal or unbalanced to send unwanted gifts, but I might send a postcard since I have a slew of them. 
I'll probably ask next week via Twitter or some social media account for the address so you don't have to say it on air. Enjoy the break. Danielle. Yeah, uh, I got to say, I definitely wouldn't say it on the air. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, I guess I'd be open to it. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to give out my home address is the only thing. Well, that's it. Now, granted, if you DM'd it to her, it's not like you're giving it out. But still, that that's a... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I bet if I were asked Mrs. Manson, she would tell me, whatever, go for it. Like, you've been talking to these people online for how long? Like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't believe that conversation would go that way. No, sense. I don't think so either. This is why, though. This I, is why. I, it, hey, you, you must have the rest of this week off, right? Correct. I want you to spend some time figuring out how much a P.O. box would cost us. Okay. I I thought it was great. You know, we don't need to go too far into it because we're in the middle of emails. But uh, Mrs. Matthews was very open to the idea of me hanging out with Chip and Jason Maltov while I was in Boston. Great. She was like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, well, I mean, come on. You've been talking to these people for five years. You've met them in person. You went when to she, the diner well, that with was them. It. That was it. She was. She was like, are these the people you went to the diner with? And I went, yes. And she was like, oh, okay. It's like, oh. You've met them once. They didn't murder you then. Chances are pretty good they won't murder you this time. No guarantees. But let's take a gamble. Roll the dice. It was fun. We had a good time. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll ponder that, Danielle. Because we do like And I will say, Mrs. Manson uh, sends out holiday cards every year. So... We send a, a select few out, usually to the, like, I think we send them to you. I don't know. I tend to sign the cards that are put in front of I think of I sent the one to you last year, and I signed it as Doc. <laughs> yes. I think you did. Uh, I wonder, uh, I, should, I should talk to I, Mrs. Manson about this. If there are, if, if any besties out there wanted to get a holiday card from the Mansons, I bet you she'd be game for writing some up. Obviously, like I said, the besties, you'd have to send along an address or something for us to send it to. But I don't know. That seems like a fun project we could do. I think I think I would be very interested because this would be a whole separate thing. If I'm looking up how much a P.O. box costs, stop doing it because I'm uh, let's see. It depends on the length of time it will be rented, the size of the box and where it actually is located. Renting a small P.O. box for six months costs as little as $19 or as much as 75 a full breakdown is available on the USPS website. Off we go. If we're talking about in the vicinity of $19, I could totally see doing this. I, I, yeah. So let's see. Uh, what's your address again? I'm not going to say that out loud. How do you spell Stop Avenue? It. <laughs> in the meantime, I'm finding this next. This what? next email comes in from Jeremy, and it's titled <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, no question today, boys. This being Thanksgiving week, I thought it appropriate to put you guys over a little bit on behalf of the besties. It is beyond my ability to express what it means to be able to let the world fall away while I listen to DDT Wrestling, The List, and DDT Pod. What you guys do is a labor of love. I can only imagine that it isn't always easy to find the time or energy to put out the content that you do. That's false. This is so incredibly easy, as evidenced by the fact that the list 
was like the last episode of the list was like a month well, ago. Well, <laughs> DDD Pod for some reason I find very easy to do. It, it, it's I yes. do find recording once a week to be incredibly easy, but when it becomes more than once a week, it becomes exponentially more challenging. I don't know why. Yes, I agree. Uh, while we're we're paused here in the town you live in at your post office, um, a small box which would or extra small, which is three inches by five and a half inches, would be fifteen dollars for three months. Is that big enough for a card? For six months. I would imagine so. Uh, a, a small box, which is five inches by five and a half inches, would be $36 for six months. And a medium box, which is five and a half by 11 inches, would be $58 for six months. Hmm. So I'm open to, to pitching in. I think it would be interesting to have an actual P.O. box and see if we got anything <laughs> like would we get biscuits from the UK? Would Glenn, does Glenn love us that much that he would ship us stuff from the UK? I think I he think would. Biscuits are going to fit into a three and a half by five inch box. <laughs> I think we would. I think we might need to splurge to get one of the larger ones. And I don't know how this works. If they something, if you have a PO box and somebody sends something bigger, I'm assuming you just have to show up at the PO box and like at the post office and they just hand it to you. I would, but I don't know how that works. I don't either. But I would presume so. But. But that would require work on your end because you would be the one that have to go to the post office every so often. What, what's wrong with your PO post box. office? How much does it cost at your post office? Uh, exponentially more, I'm sure. Well, I mean, that would be the question because if right. it's cheaper then. But yeah. All right. Uh, continuing with Jeremy's email. What I am sure of, speaking for myself and many of us besties, is that what you guys do means a whole lot to us. Maybe even more than it means to you. Doc, I, as an NAI Hall of Famer, fully support your candidacy for consideration into our prestigious club. I can only hope that the NAI boys right this wrong at the next opportunity. Very nice of you to say so. I, I Unfortunately, I don't think they listen to this show to, to get this message. So, so I'm going to have to urge you to make sure that you, you say this to them. Uh, over DM on Twitter, or perhaps if you, I don't know if you're a patron of them, but the next time they have a patron chat, if so, uh, anybody here who's a patron chat, get on there and start campaigning for Doc. And and DC is doing a dance of joy over there, so something's up. The small one is $56 for six months. The medium one is $97 <sighs> so it is for six months. Ah. Right. DC! It's never going to happen. <laughs> you and I essentially spent our summer together. Our hours of conversation were a needed distraction from things in my life that were all too real. You're one of the best dudes I know and someone I consider a friend. My hands on my heart. Get it out of your chest. You don't like reaching into warm things. Kaliba, Kaliba. A special shout out. And Mrs. Manson and Mrs. Matthews for allowing you guys to do what you do. On behalf of us besties, we love you guys and are thankful that you shared these silly things we love, wrestling and DDD pod with us. Jeremy, that is quite possibly the nicest email we've ever received. And it makes me want to get a P.O. box because then Doc can get more praise physically delivered into his The thing hands. that I think we're going to have to do here is... Because let's face it, I'm never going to go and check this P.O. box. So if you're going to send <laughs> something to the P.O. box, 
you should probably tell us that you're sending it. And if you could maybe even try to bug your postal service for an estimated arrival <laughs> date, that would also be ideal. Now, what I wonder is, can you get, can I, could we both go and have both of our names? Like, could you get two keys? Because I'm not saying I'm going to drive to your town just to check the mail. But if I'm in the neighborhood, ah, I might I see what you did in. there. Neighborhood. All ah. right. Uh, but yes, honestly, Jeremy, uh, it was super fun doing all of the draft craziness with you. Uh, I hope that everything is good with you, and I hope you have a delightful holiday, and that you tell us if you're going to drive three hours to go to Raleigh. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Our next email comes from Bosk. Hello, DC and Doc. Happy Thanksgiving? Wrestling was fun over the weekend. Quoting someone from the Twitter, I was sports entertained. Interested to see where things go from here. I don't see a runaway favorite to win the, win the Rumble. I hope it's not a dud like Orton's win from a few years ago. I don't expect a great story, just a story. Anywho, find your happy. Direct you guys from last week. I believe Ian Wen and Dave Cockrum are credited with Wolverine's creation. Incredible Hulk 181, Cameo 182, full appearance. Doc, you are correct about Wolverine in the comic. He was a very adult character. Frank Miller's limited series, Uncanny X-Men 110 through 145-ish, Old Man Logan, Wolverine Volume 1, 1 through 11, and the Weapon X story from Marvel Comics Presents, to list a few. Having kept up with the recent stuff, too many reboots, and they are trying too hard to incorporate the MCU into the comics. Did either of you collect comics? And if so, what? Best to you and yours, and have great Thanksgiving! Bosk, sent from my Andromeda Galaxy phone. Were you a comic collector? Funny you should bring this up, Bosk. Uh, as I was sifting through my dozens of boxes containing my entire freaking childhood, uh, yeah, three of those boxes were full of my comic book collection. Um, I feel like we need to, and again, this is me just inserting myself into your life. I welcome. feel like after we go sign up for a P.O. Box, uh, we should bring a microphone down to your living room and you'll unbox some of this stuff and we'll just talk about it sitting there. I feel like this is just hours. It could be. If you want, if you wanted to wait, push it off to the side, wait until the, the winter holiday. And, you know, when we're done with the DDT awards, we can then just. I'm just going to live at your house from Christmas to New Year's, I think is what I'm saying. And we're just going to podcast 12 to I'm honestly hours. planning on taking like two weeks off, I think, uh, in that time period. So uh, I'd be down. I We were under the impression that we were going to be traveling, like plane oh, really? traveling. And Have you ever yeah, been on a plane? And uh, Many times. Oh, for some reason, you seem like the sort of person. Well. And by and by many times, I mean okay. like four times. I was going to say, for some reason, you seem like the sort of person wait, who would be terrified of planes. I don't know why, but. No, planes. I enjoy planes. Florida, Florida, California, Europe. Europe. OK, cool. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have a huge comic collection, mainly because I didn't have anyone who would take me to a comic book store to get mm. the comics. So I had whatever I could find in like the newsstands at like the local pharmacy. But what I did have were the Marvel, like the Marvel Universe handbooks, yeah. 
which had the superhero and like I had almost all of those and they were awesome. The Holyoke. Uh, I, we, I can say that name. We, we can we can allow that one in there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This that one's far enough. Well, that's a different state. So, <laughs> yeah, there is a there. The, the Holyoke Mall in Massachusetts had a store that had those. And on our way to my grandmother's house, we would always stop there for a bathroom break. And I, that's where I got most of them. I don't have them anymore, unfortunately. Some of them I gave to my cousin. And then some of them I like ripped the pages out because I wanted to create my own characters. So I just traced <laughs> the sure. people. Yep. So my cousin, the one I gave him to, still yells at me for that. You had all of these Legos. You had these Marvel handbooks. Why didn't you keep them? They'd be worth something. And I'm like, I was a dumb kid who didn't know things Here, were here's, worth Here's the se- real secret, DC. All of this stuff from our childhood, none of it is worth anything. Um, by the time we were kids and we were quote unquote collecting these things, comic books, trading cards, etc. By the time we were old enough to be doing this stuff, all that stuff was being mass produced in such a way that there's no scarcity related to these items. The, the, the baseball cards and comics from the 50s and 60s, so few of those were printed and survived in good condition that that's the reason why they're worth something. But like now, like I even look like through my comic book collection, I've got some real interesting comics from here and there. Like I've got, I have a mint condition copy of the death of Superman, a huge event at the time. I've got it, you know, in the black bag, plastic bag and everything with the bloody Superman sigil on it and all that. But I mean, that comic is not worth anything. They printed a billion copies of it, and everybody bought five copies of it, saying, this is going to be worth a billion dollars someday. It's not worth anything. There's no scarcity. Yeah. Um, anyways. So what are you going to do with your three boxes of comic books? Well, I'm going to sort through them at some point, um, get them into some sort of order, and I'm just going to hold on to them for now. I don't know. At some point, maybe I'll sell them off as a lot, or I may just send them recycling. More likely, there's like a free cycle you know, group on you know, just I'll leave it on a plastic bag and say, hey, it's on the porch. Pick it up at your leisure. And I'm sure somebody will take it and love it. But sure. I'll probably keep some of it. I don't know why, but and I've got I saw so I, I collected a lot of Wolverine comics, uh, the original run of that. I've got issues dating back, I think, as far as I've got several of the issues in the teens, 20s. I don't think I was regularly collecting until maybe the 30s or 40s. And I've got from there through like issue. I don't know. 105 or something like that. Um, and then cool. I, I collected a lot of the X-Men comics, um, a little bit of Spider-Man. I have the complete run of Maximum Carnage. I have every single issue from that arc, which you know jumped around from different... Because I don't know if you remember, but there were there were half a dozen at least Spider-Man comic books back mm-hmm. when we were kids. There was the Amazing Spider-Man. There was the Spectacular yep. Spider-Man. There was the Uncanny Spider-Man. Um, there was a million different ones. So like these arcs would would go between these books probably just as a way to get you to actually buy every line That's of it. the book. That's it. So for Christmas last year, my mother-in-law bought me a year subscription to Marvel digital comics yeah. unlimited. And I, and I keep, I have phases of it, of course, but I'm going through and I started, I don't even remember where, but I started almost in like the two thousands and I've just been slowly, I found a website that lists the books chronologically, but yeah, like if you get to, 
whether it's Civil War or any of that stuff, you've got to jump between like a dozen yeah. different comic books to be able to actually get yeah. everything. And so I've actually, it's, after it's after looking through my collection, you know, there were some comic books that I really enjoyed in my youth, uh, even through my teens. I collected for a long time. Um, Image Comics eventually came along and I liked several of their books. I was a big fan of Spawn, of course. Uh, I've got a yep. lot of issues of Spawn. Uh, a lesser known book, but an early thing. By Scott Campbell, I think, and Jim Lee, uh, Gen 13. I love that book as well. It's kind of, it doesn't age very well. It's sort of, um, by today's standards, you might consider it like hyper sexualized or something, like really trying to appeal to a teen demographic. But I do think it's sort of nerdy in that 90s nerdy way that it sort of ages sure. well in a, from a campy perspective. And I still sort of have mm-hmm. a fondness for that as a result. Um, and I actually realized you think Gen Spawn? 13 started off as a limited like five book run before it became a full series. And I actually realized going through my collection the other day, I never got issues two or three from that limited run. I have one, four and five. Um, I, if I recall, I picked up four. That was my first issue. I picked up five. I was able to find issue one, but I was never able to yep. find issues two or three when I was collecting. So I actually went onto eBay to see if I could find issues two and three. And this was like when I was still really caught up in the nostalgia. I bid on a lot um, so I could uh, try to collect complete that arc, but um, I got outbid on all of them. So I, I wasn't willing to spend more than $10. So I got outbid sure. pretty handily, but I would like to try to find that at some point and just sort of see it to have seen it. Um, what did you think of the spawn? Terrible. Movie? What a terrible piece of garbage that was. Oh, man. Martin Sheen. What are you doing? I don't know. John Leguizamo. What are you doing in that movie? Hey, hey. Um, but I have an, I have the tick. I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, Dark Horse issues uh, of the mask. The mask returns. Um, that was a, a favorite. The tick was a favorite. X-Men, I think I already said I have like a limited run series of Venom. I have Wolverine and the Punisher limited series. I have. Oh, for a little while, they did a thing where they rebooted a bunch of characters underneath this Marvel 2099 series. I don't know if you remember that. So I've got a ton of issues of Spider-Man 2099. I've got Ghost Rider 29 issue one. I've got Doom 2099 issue one. I've got the Punisher 2099. Bunch of issues of that. Uh, So off the top of your head, ballpark it. How many comics are in these boxes? uh, I don't know for sure, but I've definitely got two banker boxes that are full to the brim, basically, with comics. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of Catwoman. Uh, when they rebooted that series in the oh. um, the purple costume, I think I picked that up because that, around that time was when they were doing like the Nightfall saga uh, where uh, Batman gets his, bat broken, his back broken by Bane. I've got that issue. Oh, yeah. And I think that character reboot was somewhere in that time. So I was way into Batman, so then I, that translated over to Catwoman at the time. Um, and I have some issues of like Robin who got his own series around that time. Um, yeah. So I don't know. My favorites again, were always Wolverine and probably some of the more oddball stuff like the mask and the tick. I think I only have one issue of the tick actually, but, uh, I don't know. Good one. Well, there you go, Bosk. There's your answer. Yes. <laughs> Doc Manson collected a lot of comic books, and I collected things that I then ripped apart. 
because I have no respect. I collected a lot of uh, trading cards as well. I have a lot of Marvel trading cards. I have a lot of baseball trading cards that I don't know what to do with at all. I sort of want to just be like, hey, DC, go through these and let me know if anything's worth anything. Because I feel like that's something you would love to do, going through with all these old-timey baseball players from the 90s and knowing stats and things. I just feel like it's something you would know about, but I don't know if you actually do. I I save it for me, and I will bring it home after uh, the DDT Awards or whenever we bulk record next. And Sure, I will, I will investigate for you. Our final email comes from our good buddy, Glenn, and it is titled The House That Hi AJ guys, Built. just after your thoughts on the possibility that the brand split could be ending. With a lackluster display at Survivor Series, the expectation was for a fiery SmackDown Live this week. Instead, we got Shane McMahon messing around with The Miz and some local talent. The New Day and Weird Burr having a food fight, and Randy Orton unmasking Rey Mysterio. Could, with AJ Styles' contract being up at the end of the year, could this possibly be the end of the house that AJ Styles built? Thanks. When? Well, I mentioned it before. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they took the week for the holiday and that next week, hopefully, we will be off and running. But it would it was worrisome to have you know Shane McMahon, for some reason, is very known for saying something's going to happen one week and then forgetting lockbox. about it the next week. You know, exactly. Exactly. The lockbox. And then, you know, he tweeted out something's going to have to change and then nothing changed. But at the same time, like, so I can sort of see why, right? You are the commissioner of this brand, your team, all your, all your teams and, and superstars lost at Survivor Series. How can you go out there and criticize them, say things have to change when you were on the Survivor Series team and was part of the losing effort? Like, yeah, but you were the last man standing like you as the commissioner and a part time wrestler made it beyond. Now, granted, let's talk about the fact that the Raw team had Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. The SmackDown team had Rey Mysterio and Jeff Hardy. Like it was a lackluster team. Yeah. regardless so um but yeah i'll i'll see what happens this week uh this coming week with their television but I, i'm worried i'm worried i don't think aj's leaving i have heard that rumor circulating that his contract is up and you know as 2019 enters as is shinsuke's as is gallows and anderson no, i think and aj they- has had a more successful run in the wwe than he ever could have possibly dreamed and I think oh, he likes it. I know that he will, probably wants to have, you know, less dates on his schedule moving forward. And I think that's perfectly understandable, given given that he is sort of, you know, getting a bit older. He has a family. Sure. Uh, I think AJ is very happy with his time in WWE. And I think he would love to end up with one of those trainer deals down in Florida. So I, I, yep. I, I think if he went somewhere else, it could damage his chances of something like that. And sure. I, I don't think he would do that at this point. I think he's there for the long haul now. No, as opposed to Shinsuke, who if Russell kingdom wasn't in early January, I would say penciling him in to show up. Like, I think he drops the U S title. If not by TLC at TLC and he's gone. Like, yeah, I could see that possible. 
Do you see the picture of him in his ice skating jumpsuit? That no. He had, he had a full body, like blue shirt, blue suit with the SmackDown t-shirt over it for Survivor Series. He looked like Blue Tista yeah. was jealous. All right. Well, you know. All right. Thank you for the emails. And I got to ask Doc Manson, this was going to be my original first question for you, but uh, I got distracted by school lunches. Um, what are you thankful for this year? Not even in wrestling, because obviously you're not thankful for a lot in wrestling right now, but it is the time of year to reflect and to be grateful for the blessings that we have in our life. So, Doc Manson, what are you thankful for? I'm thank- I mean, I'm thankful for a lot of things, DC. I'm thankful for my relative health. I'm thankful for my wife, Mrs. Manson. I am thankful for my friends in this world, yourself included. I am thankful to have, you know, a a, a creative outlet like DC and Doc Talk. Uh, I am very, what? DDT Pod, man. DC and Doc Talk. Right? Yes. I, you just haven't called it well, that I'm, in a long time. So an, it was it's, like... It's an abbreviation. No, I'm sorry. It's not. It is. It's an acronym. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm very thankful that anybody out there would ever choose to listen to us. I am extremely thankful for our patrons. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my dog, Oscar, who's, you know, relatively been very healthy this year. Um, you know, thankful for a lot of things. Thankful for a lot of things. How about yourself? I, I'm, I'm without trying to just say, you know, I'll have what you're having. Uh, first and foremost, I'm thankful for my wife. I am thankful I'll for. I'll have what you're having. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, I'm thankful. I don't want to think about that. I'm going to say a lot of this. A lot of this. <laughs> same things you are. Um. I am thankful for our podcast. I am thankful for the students in my classroom. I am thankful for uh, PlayStation yeah. View. I'm thankful. For- hey, hey, hey! Actually, for a minute here, we got sidetracked. I wanted to ask you this a while ago when we were um, reading Danielle's email. This was a question I thought to ask you last week. Then I thought maybe it would be even more appropriate uh, for this week. Do you have any Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale plans? Are you looking to what's on your list? Are you looking for anything in particular? Usually what happens uh, is that Mrs. Matthews and her mom will will go out shopping and I'll occasionally go with either my father-in-law or my brother-in-law when he lived uh, in the Great White North. Um, we would hit, you know, Walmart and meander around. I'll go to, you know, to the center of town, um, where my in-laws live and do some shopping there. Um, this year we're kind of a little, you know, it's just not as important anymore. Um, there are some video games. I have a list of video games that I probably should have played, (laughs) I'm thankful for your little orange finger puppet that is now crawling up the, the screen. I, I'm thankful for our friends who are puppeteers because I will be seeing them cool. in about a week. They are coming to my school to perform a show. That's very cool. That should 
that should be fun. Uh, but yeah, there's some video games I might look at. If they're cheap, I might pick them up just to have something to play. Um, there's a couple of things. We made a list. Now, of course, I can't remember anything. I, I don't know. You know, I, I mentioned a, a smart TV and was told that we have fire sticks and a PlayStation and there's no real need for a smart TV. When you have those things, they, they tend to smarten the TV up. So, you know, I don't have a, a huge amount that I'm looking for. What about you? What's on, what's on the, you, you're always looking to buy yeah. something. You need a new, you um, know, new laptop, new desktop. Well, yeah, I do need new, I need the new laptop and a new desktop at some point, but there's really no rush on that. The immediate thing that I'm looking for this Black Friday is I'm looking for some sort of sound system to go with the new television downstairs in Manson Manor. I'd like to get some improved audio out of that we've been sort of sitting down there i've been watching a lot more television um you know this last year than playing video games and that sort of thing and sometimes we'll even just have the television you know streaming music as opposed to um watching anything on it sitting down there in the evenings so i'd like to get a nice sound system down there where you can really enjoy the music as opposed to the, the real tinny sort of sound that comes out of the television you know so I don't know. I've been looking at some Sonos speakers. I know it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the latest sort of home theater technologies, but I got to say in terms of the music, I've gone to some stores and listened and I'm very impressed with the sound quality coming out of those. Um, so I, I know there's a few deals on it, some different components that I'll probably be looking to get to pick up either online or in Best Buy or, or some store like that. I think these deals would be in a few different locations. So we'll see, but that all also depends on whether or not I'm actually going to be able to get to a store while these things are still in stock. Uh, Mrs. Manson, the in-laws who will be seeing for Thanksgiving, they don't do early dinner like majority of the world. So we probably will be having Thanksgiving dinner when these stores are opening. So I don't know if I'll uh, actually be able to get there or not, but uh this is not something you can just order. Online. I think I probably can. And if it turns out I can't get to the store, I will. Um, but the reason why I want to go to the store is because I'm interested in a few different components. I'm interested in a sound bar that they have. And I'd like to get that home uh, to Manson Manor so I can evaluate the sound in my space. Because there's also a deal on the subwoofer that goes with this system. And I'd rather not buy the subwoofer if I feel as though the low frequency response from the soundbar itself is sufficient. And I will say the reviews say that the the bass coming out of these um, units are surprising. So again, so I sort of want to evaluate it because these are some pricey, relatively pricey components. And I'd like to know whether or not I feel like I really would benefit from spending the money on these other pieces. So I'd like to get the bar, bring it home. If I feel like I need another component, still have time to either a go to another store or more likely at that point, I would then order the other component online and wait for it to come. Sure. I just want to figure out if I want it or not while the sales are still on or plan C buy them both. And if you don't need the subwoofer return, you're right. I could do that. That hinges on them having both items in stock, which they probably will. Sure. But it also then requires me to put up all that money up front, which is not really a big deal because I can just charge it and then I'll get credit back, I suppose. But I I don't know. 
I don't know. It is a lot of money to spend right up front. So I, I don't know. I, I suppose that's true. I, I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, we, I must just, my ears must not work the same way that yours do because like now granted, maybe my TV has great audio or, or maybe. Okay. But I, I, I am perfectly happy with the audio that comes from the TVs. I've never once been like, Oh, I need to get the only time though. That's not true. While I was playing Fortnite, which I haven't played in a while and may never play again, but I was like, it would be cool if I had sound around so that if I, because my hardest problem is I don't know where the gunfire right. is coming from to the point where I put duct tape on the right earbud because I kept putting them <laughs> in the wrong ears. Aren't they like labeled? Don't they have an R and an L on them? Yeah, but for whatever reason, that's because it's a white on white. It's difficult to read. So I just took some tie dye duct tape and taped the right one. So that way, whatever works know for which you. One's which. So, but I did, I did think, you know, yes, if I had a better sound system, it might be easier to deduce where the sounds are coming from. But again, it's just, it's, that's never been something that has, has interested me. I am thankful for you because you, we are so alike in so many ways and yet so ridiculously different in others. It, I, there's a lot I learn about the world just from watching the way your mind works and your low frequency rates and whatever i i am thankful for you doc manson i am thankful for you and i am thankful for the besties and everyone who listens to our crazy oral antics uh do you yeah. want to give me a piece of positivity I got, or i have okay, two okay. pieces of positivity because oh my goodness the problem Lay is again i'm going to the in-laws uh for thanksgiving and i you know, and yeah, so yeah. the thing with that is, and again, that'll, that'll be a fine time. I'm not really complaining about that, but it keeps me away from Manson Manor and it keeps me away from the stores that we just talked about. But if I were home at Manson Manor, I just talked about how I've been watching a lot more television. Well, tomorrow, I'm sorry. Yes, tomorrow or yesterday when this actually goes up, I guess, on Thanksgiving, uh, Netflix will be premiering the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I was waiting for you to say Miranda Sings or whatever that show was. No. Was on. A new MST. Six episodes. Really? Yeah, it's a short season, but it's dropping all six episodes tomorrow. They're calling it the gauntlet. Is this the one with is this the one with Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt? Yes, they're, they're still in it. Are they yep. still in it? Good for them. Um, like and so but then so there that's dropping tomorrow. They're calling it the gauntlet. There's six episodes. It's supposed to be like, can you watch it back to back to back? Because like that's the storyline, I guess, for the season is like Jonah and and the bots are being forced to watch the movies back to back. Um, so I think that's kind of clever, sort of a you know a spin on the whole binge culture related to Netflix uh, series. I think that's sort sure. of an interesting way to incorporate that into the show. So I would want to be home watching that, but of course I, I will be physically removed. And then on top of that. Turkey Day Night on Shudder, a, a horror movie streaming service. Um, earlier this year, I, if you may recall, I was super excited in a tizzy about the return of Joe Bob Briggs. They did this streaming special for 24 hours, 24 straight hours running horror movies. Joe Bob Briggs is like the, the 
um, B movie, or I'm sorry, like the drive-in movie critic, like the most famous one. He used to have um, a show like on TNT and TBS, like Monster Vision or was it Monster Vision? But again, he used to do the sort of thing where the, you know, they'd show the movie during commercial breaks. He'd pop up, give you a little bit of history, factoids on the film, that sort of thing. Anyways, they brought him. He had a bunch of shows on different networks over the years. And certainly I watched a lot of him growing up. And he hasn't been around in a long time. The show sort of died. And Shudder brought him back for the last drive-in. They did this 24-hour marathon, the last drive-in ever, they were calling it. But it had such a huge response from the fans. Like, Shudder is just this small service. And, like, droves of people signed up to watch Joe Bob again. And uh, it became such a big thing. They signed him to do, uh, I guess they're calling it Dinners of Death is this one they're doing tomorrow. They're going to do, again, like six films. Uh, with him doing his usual sort of commentary shtick with it. And then they, they also signed him, I think, to another series that they're going to do around the new year. Same thing. And I think they signed him to a regular series that they're going to premiere in 2019, where maybe he'll actually be doing movies on a weekly basis again. Like, I'm super stoked. I love Joe Bob Briggs. I love uh, The Last Drive-In. I love that that marathon they did. And I'm looking forward to the Dinners of Death marathon. So I've got... Multiple things to look forward to uh, on this Thanksgiving day. Uh, so many things that, uh, you know, my piece of positivity. I can't I can't wait to get my hand on all this content. Well, and I am glad that you do not have to be bogged down by wrestling so you can find your happy and enjoy the things uh, that you like. I'll say I'll, I'll go with a, a slightly sentimental one. Um, we are heading to the Great White North. Uh, for Thanksgiving tomorrow morning. Uh, but Mama and Papa Matthews will also be heading to the Great White North because for the last few years, they join my in-laws and we do a joint uh, Thanksgiving. So there will be seven of us. Uh, there's an aunt, I believe, who is coming up from Massachusetts as well. Uh, but it's a very nice time because my parents are there. My wife's parents are there. Um it you know it it takes the pressure off you know trying to negotiate who gets Thanksgiving who gets to do what, uh so I'm looking forward to that and I believe we are going to see the new Fantastic Beasts mm, yep that should movie, be good uh in the evening so I will be able to report on that uh as well and I'd like to say thank you to the Harbor District of Boston for being very nice and accommodating when I was walking around and investigating oh, Jimmy John's you went to Boston. Going into pack. We didn't even talk about that on the show. Did we you didn't. see Chip? Did you see Jason? I did. I had. Did you see Bill? I did. We had lunch. Did you see Liam? No. no. Just just Jason. The only ones Chip. who could be bothered to go out of their way. I believe the others had oh, jobs on a random how Friday. How convenient. So, but yes, we had a very nice time. Uh, we ate. We drank. We were merry. It was. It was. A good, uh, a good what did afternoon. You eat? Where did you eat? Uh, uh, at an Irish pub. Is that the name? That happened to be in the hotel I was staying at. Did so- you ever leave the hotel? <laughs> yes. To walk to the hotel and to leave the hotel, or no? I went. I went for walks in the one block radius of the hotel. No, I actually on Saturday I walked down to the harbor and actually walked okay. around a bit. So I did. 
uh, and we we have plans to go back without having a, a conference to go to, and we will actually do some serious exploring, in which case we will need recommendations. But in this instance, Mrs. Matthews was sometimes eight, 10 hours of workshops. And so, you know, I would occasionally, like I walked out, I went and stopped someplace, I grabbed lunch, I brought it back, we ate lunch in a hallway, and then she went back to her conference and I went back to the hotel room to watch more TV. Way so, to live, DC. Way to live. It was great. We had a good time. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Yes. If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at DTTWrestling.com. You can listen to this show as well as to past episodes of The List by going to your podcast portal of choice, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also go to our web portal, ddtpod.com, to listen to, again, this episode as well as all of our back catalog. And finally, if you like what you heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send some small bits of financial compensation to DC and myself to help keep the lights on and to keep the podcast train a chugging along. I'm just saying, the more Patreons we get, the more likely it is for us to get a P.O. box. (laughs) I will make a guarantee. If we get one more, one more Patreon subscriber, we will get a P.O. box. Yeah. I'm just saying, I have stuff that I would like to mail to people. Like Like I have this spinner belt I bought at a tag sale. I've got wrestling books that I would literally autograph and then send to people. You don't, and need, if we had, you don't need a P.O. Do box that? to do that. <clears throat> yeah, but you got to put a return address on there. Oh, and I'm saying if I had okay. a P.O. box. I see. If I had if I had, we had a P.O. box, I would I would start sending some of this right. stuff out there. You could you could get autographed books from D.C. And I Doc. mean, there wouldn't be box. There wouldn't be books that we wrote, but. No. I'm going to go down to the library. I'm going to get some of their 25 cent books. I'm just going to randomly start signing them. Perfect. Hey, people would pay. People will do that. Every patron gets a book autographed by DC or Doc. Oh, man. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? Have yourself a marvelous Thanksgiving. (laughs) 